This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by Black Belt CBD. If you're into CBD products or you want to try CBD products for the very first time, please visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com. Use promo code THEPODCAST25. You'll get 25% off. This is more geared towards your athlete, but your everyday blue-collar worker or anyone who has aches and pains works well for you. This is not nothing you ingest, nothing you smoke. It's strictly rub-ons, lotions, stuff like that that you put on your body. Less than 1% THC, so you will not get high, which I still don't understand because getting high is something marvelous nowadays. So, But to each his own. So please visit blackbeltcbdproducts.com. If you're into nerd culture or sports memorabilia, please visit firstroll.ca. This is a Canadian company based out of Winnipeg, Manitoba. If you use promo code THEPODCAST20, you'll receive 20% off. They ship worldwide. They got everything from signed sports memorabilia, hockey cards. They even have comic books. They have video game sort of stuff, wrestling figures too. So anything literally that you want, it is there. They update daily, so please visit them every day at firstroll.ca. And speaking of... Nerd culture. If you're into video games, if you're into books, please visit bossfightbooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Splunky, Super Mario Brothers 3, Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask, and so forth and so on. So please visit bossfightbooks.com today. And most importantly, like everyone knows, each and every week, this is the most important thing. This is the most free thing. This is the easiest thing. It takes you two seconds. Do it when you're on the toilet. Do it when you wake up. Do it whenever, when you're on transit, when you're working. doesn't matter. Rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms, most specifically Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So, this week's guest is a stand-up comedian, writer, actor, and YouTuber. You might have seen him in such TV shows as Arrow and Supernatural and movies like Edge of Tomorrow, Green Zone, and The Dark Knight. He also has three comedy albums on Spotify, returning guest and friend of the show, Mr. Tommy Campbell. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. And uh, it was fun listening to you uh, talk about some of that retro stuff. And I'm in my uh, home office man cave, and I went and got a couple of classics to show you in Ooh, my hand here. Star Fox? Okay, uh, okay. Like I've, got, I've got my original Super Nintendo Star Fox kicking around. Wow. And then 
and then this was this is like a, this is an actual Nintendo ROM. This this wasn't a super amazing game called okay. Rad Gravity. Never but, heard of uh, that. Yeah, I was always that kid. I would read like uh, <laughs> EG. I would read like EGM and Nintendo Power. Yeah, me too. And, and I would like read about some game that got like editor's choice and all this stuff. Uh, okay. And I would save all my money and buy it, and it would suck. <laughs> <laughs> my fr- my friends would always like come to my house. And they'd be like, "What are these games? Right. Like, don't you have Super Mario Brothers?" I'm like, "Yeah, I have that too." But like, I always had these random games, and I just remember I had this one, another <laughs> one called Low G Man. Never that heard again, of that either. Were, like very wow. well reviewed. So you're that kid, yeah. eh? I, I had sort of a it kid was, like that in my neighborhood, but he had like weird like PC games that no one has ever heard of, like on the old floppy disk and stuff like that. So we'd go over and then he'd put in like this game and he'd be like, oh yeah, this is the greatest game on earth. And then we're watching and it's literally sucked shit. And we're like, don't you just have a yeah, Nintendo? I, I thought it sucked too. <laughs> okay. I just, that's what I mean. I'm, it, it's kind of like the Rotten Tomatoes thing nowadays, right. like... Where, where they give you the critic score and the audience score. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was reading it and going on the critics, not the audience. And I thought, well, this will be fun. I'll spend, like, my six months of mowing lawn money on this game, you know? <laughs> like, when we were younger, I remember buying NBA Jam. I still I have that uh, uh, copy over. I mean, I, I have all my, like, almost all my Super Nintendo games. I remember right. buying N- NBA Jam yeah. at... Uh, uh, I think it was just Superstore or something. But it was 99 bucks. I know, and right? I was, and I was, man, I was like 14. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, like taking the bus, making $4 an hour. <laughs> and then plus tax. So yep. know, 106 or 107, yeah. Um, and people now, you know, complain about prices and stuff and the difference is like when you when we were kids and you played whatever it was like say super mario 3 or something yeah when you completed it you just could play it again but like now i don't have a ton of time to game anymore because i just have my hands full with the with the toddler and i just you just don't get much free time sure i carve out little bits here and there but i realized like i was playing uh call of duty world war ii Mm. and i'm like I've like never really played much of the campaign. I just play online. I, I play wow. domination online. Okay. And it's like you can play endlessly. It's true. You can play endlessly. It's amazing. Uh, like the value you get. Um, and I did. The, I remember like doing the digital download. Maybe it was sixty bucks or something. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have to go out for it and line up. Like um, I know that. A lot of people don't like the idea of the digital download stuff because they can't sell the game on. Yeah, you know they can't take it to GameStop or exactly. whatever and EB Games and, and, and sell it on. But to be honest, those places they all fuck you over. Anyway. <laughs> they do. Anytime I would had been there when I was younger, I'd be like, "Oh, this is pretty new. This is good." And the guy would just look at him and go, six bucks, five yes. bucks, four bucks." And I'm like, "Eleven bucks for Need for Speed Two? What? What are you like?" <laughs> Especially in those year, early days, you know, a few months ago for eighty, you know. So I know it's I'm not nuts. really that uh, that ass. My only frustration with the digital download stuff is when the uh, the network speed, like I have. Like 180 megabit a second yeah. uh, download, mm-hmm. but still, like 
getting an 80 gig game, it's like you're limited not to your network, you're limited to like the PS store. True. And then, I mean, for people that have been following along in gaming this week with all the cyberpunk stuff, I know. like them having that's to crazy. pull it from the store right? and refund people, that's, that's heavy. And even now physical copies too, like Best Buy has jumped on this and saying that if you bring in the physical copy, they'll refund you as well. This is like precedent stuff like no this has never happened in the video game industry before never never happened uh and then also isn't like aren't all the problems though not like with ps5 it's, it's yes. running it on the older gen as yeah, they call yeah. it. which i still have a ps4 me too i had a ps5 in my cart on launch day at okay. best buy right and i was like oh i got the uh I got the disc version was the one that I managed to get in my cart, but I was like, do I really need the disc version? Because as we're just discussing, I'm all digital. And I just kind of hummed and hawed about it for five minutes, and I went to grab my credit card. And just in five minutes, Best Buy was like, nope, you're not clicking it. It's gone. And uh, (laughs) they made that decision for me. And it was probably a good one because honestly, with with, I love – I mean, I've gotten over the years when I look back, you know, Mm. I mean, I got a Sega Saturn at launch. Uh, wow. Every, everything, GameCube, okay. um, like everything on day one. Right. Um, but like, th- I always find the launch games are always a bit a bit like this weird one I was showing you earlier. <laughs> you know, there's, there's rarely oh, anything shit. super memorable. Right. Um, it's just the launch games, so it, it's better to wait. No, so it's you true. Will, you, will you get a PS5? Oh, I will eventually, but I've said it, I've said it on the past before with previous guests that I never get the first version of any video game system nowadays because once they figure the kinks out and they come out with version two and the slimmer versions as they call it the, or whatever, yeah, the slimmer version, right? Yeah, Those yeah. are the ones I usually get because then that lasts a lifetime. Like you always hear how, how many times, like when the PS3 came out, those first clunky models, you were all breaking and everyone had to get new ones and stuff. And then once the second model came out, no more problems, right? So I'm one of those guys now. I don't take that risk. I, I did, I went through five Xbox 360s. <laughs> wow. With that RROD, the Red Ring of Oh, Death. that's right. Uh, and um, they were all, like, warranted, like, because they just, I'd have one for a month, and it would just break, and I'd take it back, and it would be replaced. But <laughs> after the final one broke, yeah. that was when I switched to PlayStation, and I got a PS3. Okay. And um, also the allure then was it had a Blu-ray, so that was a big yeah, deal. true. And... Uh, PSN was free. Um, ah, that's right. So that was there. That was a big thing. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, it's not. I right. mean, I it's a small amount. I mean, yeah, it's not for bad. what you get. It's a small amount. They give you some free stuff every month. And, yeah. You know, it's it's fine. I don't even think about it. I mean, part of the part of me keeping in gaming is because, like, I voiced a lot of video games over the years. Right. Like I did. Uh, the, the Crisis series of games. Nice. Um, I did Need for Speed Most Wanted. Oh, there you go. I've done some uh, um, some PC shooters and also um, trying to think what was I did two. I did, I did a couple. Sometimes it's basically when you're when you're working on a game, right? And then when it comes out, it can be like a two year gap. Yeah, of course. So the the title you're working on. 
Oh, uh, it's like the beta or alpha title or something, right? That they don't know the true yeah, name, and then yeah. But I think the last one it was called Bless, okay. and that's like a it's like a big Steam game. Um, but I've probably done I've probably done eight or ten different games nice. over the years. So me playing them is like kind of keeping in the loop, seeing if what styles and things would change, Makes what sense. vocal qualities, things they're going for, and more and more now you do notice that with a lot of games it's like uh they just get really famous people to 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 lead them all true um which means less work for the less known people like myself but from a kid's experience playing a game it's it's exciting if that's a care, you know, if that's an actor that you love, right? Especially when they do the mocap with the face and stuff. So I get it. Like, um, there's, there's more money in video games than there is in films. So they've, yep. uh, jumped on it. I, I don't even know what the revenue was for cyberpunk. I mean, it's all screwed up now. Well, yeah, now it is. It back. But I remember reading that like in day one, they made their money back. Oh yeah, of course. Well, in the, in the first 24 hours, a lot of people yeah. don't know that video games makes more, like you said, makes more money than the movie genre, like than Hollywood. Like, way, it's a multi-billion dollar industry. Like, you know what I mean? It's it's crazy how much yearly it makes. Like, what is it? Um, Red Dead Redemption 2 or, or Grand Theft Auto is the highest grossing uh, media out, uh, media consumption of something of all time. Like, you know what I mean? So that encompasses music, TV, movies, video games, right? And that's crazy. You think it would be like a movie, like, I don't know... What's the most gross movie now? What's that? I'm looking uh, right now. I'm looking right now for us here, just to see like um, of recents. Um, wow. Uh, like it's a lot of stuff coming up as franchises, um, but like when you go to wiki, yeah. Um, you like right now lifetime revenue of Super Mario is thirty two point four billion. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Call, Call of Duty, there's like an easier number to wrap your head around. Sure. In, 29, in 2019, yeah. Call of Duty was $1.132 billion. Wow. And that's just one year, yeah, like you so said. Wow. That's just one year. Like So, like, you know, I was looking at, like, you know, yeah. a franchise as a whole. But just looking at one game, one year. So, that's pretty amazing. So It's crazy. Yeah, man, it's pretty interesting industry. But, yeah, it's, it's interesting, like... I had a conversation with a friend the other day and uh, he was like, oh, I haven't gamed in years. And I said, like, it's just a matter of how you, if you have that one hour of downtime, I don't care if you read a book, if you listen to True. a podcast, if you just, if you're scrolling through Twitter or you're playing a game, it's like, it's just your break time, spend it how you want. And I do find though, whenever I play a game, I'm always like, why don't I do this more often? Um, because when you're playing a video game, mm-hmm. you're fully involved in it. Right. Um, and it does kind of take you out of the moment of life for a little bit versus when you're watching most TV, your average TV, if I'm watching a show with my wife, she's on her phone. Right. If my thing beeps, I'm checking it. But when, when you're having grenades thrown at you and you're trying to <laughs> capture a flag, you, you can't be like just picking up 
you know, if, if you take your hand it's off true. that controller for a second, you know, I've, I've even had my like vaporizer going sure. and it, like the light blinks, like yeah. it's ready. And I'm like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, do I, do I just get killed or do right. I let this you know, burn? You have to make these decisions. They're very important. It's true. That's why I hats off to all these Twitch streamers that are able to read the comments, comment back, play the games at the same time. And while, while under a camera and doing it all live, it's like, Good on and you guys. Like, it's ass. not easy. It's not easy. People think it is, but it's really not. No, that's why there's an actual thing such as esports. It's crazy yep. with that like Twitch thing. Like, there's a lot of uh, um, a lot of porn stars have really found some success crossing oh, over okay. onto Twitch. Yeah. Never knew that. There's um, so I've heard. <laughs> uh, Again, your buddy told you. <laughs> but I see, I see, yeah, I see uh, the Italian one, Valentina Nappi. She's a she's really active on Twitch. Okay. And uh, um, Mia is it Mia Malkova. No idea, man. Honey. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's Mia Malkova, the okay. uh, Montreal one. And uh, they, there's a few that like they're all they're just constantly posting, saying like, "Join me on Twitch." But I've never, I've never done it. I've never. Uh, myself done a broadcast because right. I'm not great at games wow. yeah but um, you don't I'm have to enough. be you could broadcast anything I'm, I'm, I'm just always having a blast because yeah. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna toot your horn now you're like from what you okay. post online you put out great meals you love to cook you do a lot of great stuff why don't you do a twitch channel on that because I've seen a lot of cooking shows on twitch as well mind you it's women half naked doing the cooking but hey to each his own yeah <laughs> well um for me food like uh for those that have never checked out my my Twitter or Instagram, like I'm I'm not a cook or a chef. It is a hobby, and I do have That's some cool. skills, uh, but it's not my full time thing. It's like right. when I was younger, I worked in a lot of restaurants, and um, I still cook. Like last night, we had a blackout, and I made homemade spaghetti alla vangoli and a capri salad on my like i made past it all on my barbecue in a, in a snowstorm a blackout with a headlamp like i like oh. to cook nothing's <laughs> gonna stop I, po- I posted the pictures they're on my they're on my twitter yep. nothing's gonna stop me from from doing that but food food is a food's a, a, a side thing of mine i just i like to eat so <laughs> i cook well, know, I like to eat well, and uh, you can do that if you know how to cook. Well, the great Ice Cube said it. He eats more than he fucks, so he needs a woman who needs to cook, right? Jesus. <laughs> it all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Ice Cube. When I, I grew up, Ice Cube was like NWA. Now yeah. he's like family road trip movies and stuff and and was backing Trump. It's bizarre. It. Well, I know, yeah. eh? Well, speaking of Trump, you've been putting out some killer videos on YouTube about Trump, MAGA supporters, all this stuff. Now, w- w- obviously, you dislike Trump. Everyone knows that. But is it really? Are you, is that really all distaste, or is it you're playing it up and you're making it more funnier, so you know to do something online and to pass the time? Well, I actually first was critical of Trump when he came down that escalator, and. Um, Back then, I was writing some articles for the Huffington Post. So oh, okay. It's not. It's not new. It's not new that I'm critical of him. Sure. Um, I, I like. I did some articles about him, and 
a lot of people at the when, when Trump first said he was running, a lot of people just thought it was a big joke. Mm-hmm. And I was, I said no. This guy's taking it very seriously, and people are getting excited. And most of the press ignored everything he was doing in the beginning. True. And I, I started a few hashtags that were like original ones. Means if you search for them, if you go find the very first one, it was me. And I did some uh, mocking ones when Trump is elected. And a couple other ones that, you know, trended. They had hundreds of thousands of tweets and my stuff was on all... My, my tweets were on different news shows and other people's ones and magazines and stuff. Nice. Um, so I was actually one of the early people that drew attention to what he was doing and how actually mental and scary it was because he was yep. uh, getting this group of people excited about not very good things, you know, he, he isn't a very positive person, you know, like for all his make America great again stuff, everything he's really done has been detrimental to the country and creating an atmosphere, uh, where being racist and intolerant is, is fine. Like he gave people a license to be dickheads and, all those MAGA people, you know, they, they, they don't have anyone's best interests except white people. It's just, it's true. they're just not great, you know, it's just, so I, I have been critical of MAGA and made fun of them for quite some time. And, uh, like, again, during the election, the first round, and then during his presidency. So there's been a lot of articles that you can find where they they ranked, like, the top ten comics making fun of Trump. I mean, I've released three stand-up albums. Um, On my last two albums, I have Trump tracks. Mm -hmm. So this isn't anything new. But uh, in lockdown... um, because I couldn't do stand-up shows, I've always tweeted funny stuff and done stuff like that. And my Twitter stuff often becomes stand-up. You know, I mm. end up, okay, I tweet some funny one-liners, yeah, yeah, then they end up, I take them live. Right. But I wasn't doing any of that. So, uh, again, because of lockdown. Now, some comedy clubs, sorry, some comedy clubs did run shows. Yeah, I know. I just think they're stupid and I think comedians for doing them are stupid and some of them are my friends and I've told them exactly how I feel and how I feel is this if I decide to do a comedy show even if they say it's distance and all this we take all the protocols I do have fans and what if someone had not gone out this whole time and had been really safe and then they see I'm doing a show or I'm on a show or part of it and they decide to go out, mm-hmm. and they get sick. I, I, I don't want to be a part of that. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to lure people to something. So, I think that um, all this talk about um, comedy and oh, it's it's here, and we you know, we all need laughs. Yeah, we all have Netflix and Amazon Prime and Spotify. <laughs> 
and HBO. Sure. There's, there's, there's endless comedy. You don't need to go see live comedy now. Yeah. Down the road, there's nothing like live fun. But right now, we're not starved for entertainment. And anyone that's trying to sell you this idea that it's it's helping people and stuff, it's absolute bullshit. Yeah. They're just a business trying to make money. True. And comedians are the least paid people in that business. When a club is doing shows, the right. waitresses are making more money than the comedians. It's Nuts. a fact yeah. in, in Canada, particularly. Mm-hmm. So... If a comic's doing it, they're doing it uh, because they're they just want to have their ego stroked by an audience, and the club owner's doing it because they want money. And I understand you're a business and you want to try and survive, but as I say endlessly, you can't live to fight another day if you're dead. Thank you. And that's so that's, that's the bottom line. It is. So don't do it. So I've chosen not to do anything, and. Um, I've always had an active YouTube with a mix of things. Um, I've put over the years, I've put award winning short films that I've written and directed a lot of different funny sketches, a lot of food stuff, Mm -hmm. but I started to do some more talk show in the sense of like a late night, uh, you know, a bit of daily show, John Oliver, uh, Conan, whatever you want right, right. mix you want to call it, just at the desk talking about topical stuff. Now, obviously, I've been heavy on uh, Trump, <laughs> and that is because it's a common thread. Like, it's the elephant in the room. Like, you can't not talk about it. Um, so it's it's one thing, like... If you're doing comedy, you do want to have a you want to have subjects that everyone can relate to, and right now everyone in the world can relate to coronavirus. Everyone can talk about COVID because it's happening. There's never been anything that everyone in the world is experiencing at the same time. You're right. So I talk a lot about um, the idiots in lockdown and. And I talk a lot about Trump's mishandling of it and his day-to-day absolute fuck-ups and his team of fuck-ups like Rudy Giuliani with his face dipped in soy sauce. <laughs> That's right. But, but I've, I've put out over 50 videos <laughs> since um, uh, since this all started right. uh, with, with coronavirus, over 50 videos, um, which then my channel ended up growing enough and getting enough attention that it got monetized. So when, when a YouTube, when a you, when you see ads on a channel, that's just not up to, you can't just make an account and throw ads on it. Sure. You have to hit a certain amount of watch hours, mm-hmm. a certain amount of videos, and then they still manually review it for the quality of your content. Mm. And I've put out everything I do is really well produced in you know with graphics and 4K. So it's not just that I try and make it funny and interesting. Right. I make it so if if it comes across someone's YouTube, they'll they'll wonder what network it's on. They think right. you know I want it to come across as a clip uh, from a TV show. I want it to look that good. So I think I've 
you know, it's, I think I've grown with it as much as, you know, I'm continuing to grow, but it's, it's been interesting to see. And, uh, the monetization was a, was an interesting boost to see like, Oh wow. Like when you realize they're, you know, they're running ads before this, it does change things a bit. You do have to, you know, you, you, there, there are, uh, some content guidelines with it because obviously, you know, uh, someone's not going to want to run ads if you're just, everything you say is fucking shit. So yeah, no kidding. you do have to, uh, make a few pivots. So I've learned a few things there along the way, but yeah, it's been a really cool outlet and a safe one. True. And it's, it's seen me really grow. Like, I don't know. It's just been, it's been amazing. You know, I had the video, uh, in the last couple of weeks that's had like 65,000 views and not just that, like the, the amount of comments and engagement on yeah. it and yeah, the discussion that's, that's people important. have. Yep. That's, that's the thing. A lot of all my videos have drawn a lot of, uh, debate and, and a lot of hate, you know, of course uh, it goes both ways when I'm doing some mega focused stuff, you know, <laughs> a lot of people can debate, but Again, not everything is that. I try in my videos, and I always say also in the news, and I, 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 I talk about um, other stories and things from around the world, whether it's like pop culture, movies, TVs, music, or something you know mental happening in politics in another country. But I try and have something, something there. Uh, so I can hit a wide, oh, you know, a wider variety of things. But yeah, it's it's been pretty cool, man. Yeah, know, it's, it's, it's a trip when you start when when you start to see ads run over your videos. Right. It, it is it is pretty cool because I guess I must have made thirty something or thirty five whatever before the ads happened. Right. So um, and it wasn't like I was trying to make that happen. I was just being funny and making this stuff as an outlet to stay sharp and stay creative. So it's an, if you build it, they will come sort of thing. It just happened. And then as a turn of that, the YouTube crowd has really changed my Spotify. And I don't know if I've, I'm a big champion of Spotify. Yeah, I don't me too. mention this and other things. And now Spotify pod, like I've unsubscribed to all, my podcast on Apple. I just do everything on Spotify now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Spotify crushes Apple Music. Like they have I hundreds know. of millions more listeners yeah. than Apple Music. So you're 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 playing to a bigger audience. So that's better. But the other advantage with Spotify is I tell people endlessly, you can have it for free. Look, if you can't afford it, that's fine. You yeah. get it, but you get like ads in between few yeah. songs, of course. And Apple Music is a pay-only model, and that's, you know, maybe one day they'll change, but right. if you want to reach that wide audience, like, I'm still stunned when comics release an album, they're like, hey, look at me, I'm in the iTunes top ten, I'm like, great, you sold five, there's <laughs> nobody, you're not a fucking hero, nobody buys anything, on a, you're insane, you are honestly insane, <laughs> if you're buy, buying an album, <laughs> Everyone has a subscription to Apple Music or Spotify. The sure. only people that buy an album is like your family who you forced to do. <laughs> so yeah. 
It's such, I, I see it. I see it every week. Someone's posting their cred, and I'm uh, like, "Oh, come on! We all know this is BS." Right. You know, I always say like, Facebook is getting likes from your friends and family. Yeah. But when you're when you go on Twitter or something, you're getting strangers to like your stuff. And when you go on Spotify, you're getting strangers to stream your stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a much better platform, so I champion it for podcast music, but it's also better as the artist. And I'm not talking about finance. I'm talking about having control over your profile. Like with Apple, mm-hmm. I wanted to change my profile picture, and I had to email them. I know. A request. Where Spotify, it's like... It's, it's, it just basically has very small things you can update, but mm-hmm. you can do it right from your phone. Mm-hmm. I can change my image. I can change my artist pick. Mm-hmm. If a friend releases a new album, I can say, hey, my buddy's got this. I can send people there. I can yeah. promote a playlist. It's really easy. So it's artist friendly. And I just laugh because Apple's argument over the years has been like, we're different because we love music. And we, I'm like, well, your platform sucks. So, you know. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. I mean, if I... It, yeah, Maggoteers, as you it's say. Just inter- it's interesting how one thing feeds the other. Because, yeah. like, I I have right now, I mean, I've got 16,800 monthly listeners on Spotify. Wow. And I did not have that before. I mean, I probably had a couple thousand or so before I started doing this YouTube stuff. So right. it's really been interesting to see how one feeds sends people to the other and then as that snowballs I'll probably get people discovering me on Spotify and going to the YouTube so exactly. yeah it's I don't know I've just worked really hard in like this whole lockdown thing uh, because like you know I'm just very realistic that I knew that this was going to be happening for a long time mm. and I know it's easy just to do nothing you of know, course it is to complete Call of Duty yeah <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like, I, I have to be creative. I have to do something. Yep. And I'm already writing the funny shit on Twitter anyway. Why aren't I just speaking it to camera and doing that? So true. that's what I did. No, that's so cool. Okay, and now for all those MAGA listeners, just in case there, because I had a lot of listeners in the South, South States, so I'm sure there's a lot of MAGA supporters down there. Is there one redeeming quality or one thing that Trump has done good since he's been in office? One thing. Um, I know it's a hard question. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Uh, Nothing. No, eh? not really. I mean, a lot of people will try and give him all this credit for Operation Warp Speed. But it's not. That was going to happen no matter what. Everyone was accelerating the development of a vaccine. That's true. He's really trying to take a lot of credit for it. There was, there was a university in Saskatchewan that was the first one yes. to have like one that was working yeah. and was going into trials. Like that had nothing to do with that, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people, especially Trump, it's like he he's the epidemiologist and he, he's a scientist and he created this thing. He just allocated more funding to it. It was a, you know, it was a public private partnership, but that would have happened with anyone because the only way out of this is a vaccine. 
And the reason I can't give him the credit he wants is because he played down the virus. True. For those listening, no, he did. There is Bob, the Bob Woodward audio. He interviewed him for a book, mm-hmm. and he straight up said, "I'm playing it down. I don't want people to panic. I'm not being honest about it. It's much worse. It's way worse than the flu. It will kill you. It's lethal." Right. He's on audio saying this repeatedly. Mm-hmm. He mocked masks. He mocked distancing. He refused to wear masks. Yeah. Uh, those are all things that made it worse for America. America wouldn't be where it is right now True. if he had said, look, you've got to wear masks, you've got to distance, we can't have you doing this. Because MAGA follows him so closely, and they are so passionate, mm-hmm. and that's an impressive quality to be that passionate. Even if you're passionate about something shit, I still admire <laughs> your passion. But MAGA... If he had a said, wear a mask, distance, don't see your grandma, keep away, stay home when you can, right. then we wouldn't be in this mess. Mm-hmm. And instead, you had Mike Pence going in restaurants saying, look, it's fine, and have an ice cream. And look, I mean, Trump got COVID. Everyone around him got COVID. He, because right. of Trump, he got it. Melania got it. Barron got it. Giuliani got it. Matt Gates, Like, every... All the Republicans yeah. got it because... What's the common thing? They're all the ones that played it down and weren't safe, and they all got it. And a lot of people, like Trump, would be like, look, I'm fine. But all the doctors and scientists say there are some serious long-term effects of this that you will not see right away. And, I mean, even Chris Cuomo on CNN, he was one of the early guys that got it. And uh, New York was one of the highest contaminated areas. Um and he, his, his hair is way grayer. He looks, he looks so much older. And he says straight up, I have nightmares every night. Wow. I'm actually depressed. I break out crying for no reason. When I try and exercise now, it's not the same. I'm weaker. I have breathing issues. And that's the thing. Like, you know, you don't just get over it and you're fine. There's lasting things. And we don't know. How those are going to compound over the years? How Thank long you. It's going to be. That's what I'm afraid just, of is the long term effects of all this. Like I understand it's the flu, and if you're healthy, you're going to get through it. This, this, and that. Fine. It's compromising those with weak immune systems. I understand. That's all great and dandy with all that science. But what we don't know is the future. Like, what if like 30 years from now, your arm falls off? I know that's improbable, but I'm just saying like worst case scenario, like stuff like that. Or something that your lungs, you just your lungs just stop working for some reason. Like you, no one knows. No one knows, and I just think that he knew. He, he was briefed on. He was briefed on the threat of it. Doctor Fauci said he has. And Doctor Fauci said about Donald Trump. He said he's never met anyone in his life with such a short attention span. He said he has a negative attention span. Wow. So when you have someone like Trump that thinks he knows everything. When you have the greatest experts in the world telling you, look, this is deadly, this is what we have to do, and you're suggesting, oh, injecting bleach. (laughs) That's right, I forgot about that. that, There's absolutely, and then there's there's nothing redeeming about him. And when you think of the hundreds of thousands of people that have died, you know, he's wondering why he lost the election. 
look, look if, if one family member of you, one of your family members dies, think of how big your family is, how many people that affects, and then think of everyone they worked with, all their friends. It, it affects a lot of people. Yeah. And there is going to be people, there's a lot of mega people who had relatives and died and, you know, more people would have voted for him if he hadn't killed so many of them. That's it's, a fact. It's yeah. true. So people came out in droves for Biden. Oh yeah. To support someone that uh, was eager to follow the science and get people out of this mess, and someone that is actually capable and qualified. The America, America first thing that Trump has gone with, it just means America alone. Mm-hmm. And you can't go it alone. Like, I know. not to sound too hokey-dokey here, but we're, we're just a fucking planet. We're all on the same planet. Thank we're you. all sharing the same air. Thank you. I know. This is, we're, we're, it's just, I mean, I'm in Vancouver, and the U.S. border is like seven miles mm-hmm. from me. And it's just a superficial, it's just the line. Thank you. We're, we're all, animals are going back and forth, and birds, and then the ocean. We're, we're all on the same planet together. Right. And, you know, now there's this, they're talking about the banning flights from the UK um, com- completely. You know, there's no travel out of the UK. They've closed, like, the, the ferry to France. Like, they're completely right. isolating. Yeah. Because they are having like an aggressive variant, and they're trying to stop it. But yeah. we're all we're all one planet. You have mm-hmm. to do this all together. And if a state has their own rules, or a province has their own rules, it's you have to be on the same page. It gets you nowhere. Alberta's Two. in Canada is is just an absolute disaster yeah. right now. No kidding. And they were the province that was last to enforce anything. They're the province that has the, you know, I will not be muzzled bumper stickers and shit. And and they're the ones, when you go on YouTube and you see like a Proud Boys march with Canadian flags, Mm -hmm. it's in Alberta. (laughs) It's crazy. It is. You know, we have idiots too. They're, they're everywhere. Yes, that's yeah, it's calling the Proud Boys idiots because they are. You, how embarrassing would it be if you were your kid was a Proud Boy or like your wife? Where are you going? Oh I'm just going to go have an anti-mask march for freedom with my friends downtown. <laughs> oh, don't worry, my you're friend. fucking loser. We're, we're going to get into the COVID idiot soon enough. But, okay, here. I'll, I'll say two good things that Trump has done. And it has the first one has nothing to do with his politics. To me, I hate to say it now because now I see who he truly is. I was a huge fan of The Apprentice. I don't know why. That show just hook-wheeled uh, me in. I was too. It was fantastic. And it wasn't because of him. It was because of the different things that they were to do. Like, yeah, okay, maybe... It was the format. The format. And maybe him at the end saying, everyone, you're fired and being an asshole. That was fun for TV at the time. Sure. I'll, I'll admit it myself. That was great. I'll, I'll agree. I, 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 I was a big fan of The uh, Apprentice as well. But that d- didn't qualify him for Thank being you. president. No, of course. And then the second thing... I, again, this is another thing that would have happened anyways, is the creation of the Space Force, or what's it called now? The, the Galactic Federation, or whatever they just renamed? Guardians. Guardians, that's it. Whatever it is. <laughs> so, eh, at least it's something. 
not even gonna. I, I doubt it'll even exist past him. It's just. You don't think so? That, that, that just—he's just a child. <laughs> hey, why don't we have a space force? I don't know. You know, I think uh, I think in space force, I think that'd be really good if we could have. Uh, oh shit! Like some ships up in space, maybe oh. have some weapons, get some lasers. They could shoot things. It'd be pretty good. I mean, this is the guy that looked directly at the sun in the eclipse multiple times <laughs> without any sunglasses. And, and for those that you know, when they he, he always oh, acts shit. like. Like yeah. when, it, when going back to The Apprentice, yeah, I found him entertaining on there. Right. But he didn't. He was a presenter on that show. It's like True. watching a movie and being and, and just loving, you know, and, and loving Daniel Craig and giving him all the credit for James Bond. It's like, no, no, you you're the actor. You played him, and that's amazing. But you did not create James Bond. You didn't write it. You didn't create the franchise. I see what you're, you're saying. Yeah, the author of it. Trump was like the twelfth choice to play to, to do The Apprentice. I know. He was not the first choice, yep. and he was just the host of the show. It's true. There's that show is around the world in different variants. Yep. And for those listening, so I lived in London for nine years. The London, the English version of The Apprentice is still still on. Oh wow! And um, uh, it's Alan Sugar. Is the uh, or Sir Alan Sugar is the uh, the Donald Trump guy on that? Right. And except in, in England, they say you're sacked, oh. you're fired. Okay. Um, they've never. I've never seen a celebrity version. It's just normal, actual people. Okay. Gotcha. Um, and it's and it's fantastic. It's if you if you still like the format of that show and like okay. to see people go through that process, yeah. it's great and it's even better because nice. they're British and. I enjoy I enjoy them. Well, speaking of space, there's one thing we could all agree okay. on. That The Mandalorian is one of the best things going during all this pandemic. Best Star Wars thing that's happened in years. Again, you're like me. We're 80s babies. We grew up in the 80s, so we got the original Star Wars. So that's dear to our hearts. And this just tugs the strings of old, new. It doesn't matter, fans. It pleased everybody. I think it's the best television ever made shit period the end i think it it, it has the best storytelling it does. the best pacing yep thank you that too cinema, the best cinematography the best music the best set design i have never ever seen anything that looks like film on television like it like yes. every single episode my wife and i were like we we felt like we'd gone to the cinema we're like yep. I, we we just every episode we have our hands up at the end, which is like true. that is the most exciting, heartwarming, entertaining piece of television that I've ever seen. Every episode was just mm-hmm. phenomenal, and man, like watching watching that finale the other night was just so heavy. It was right. incredible, and I'm a, not a spoiler guy. I do my my whole life is avoiding. Oh, here you could spoil, because I'm sorry. If people haven't watched, by the time this airs, it's been oh, a full yeah, week. Yeah. If you haven't watched it by now, Too fine. Bad. But I'm saying like... Oh, at the time it happens. He, okay. I'm saying the people that seek them out, oh, that doesn't man. make sense to me. It's like right? you're the kid that would open the Christmas present under the tree. Like you can't I know. handle waiting. I know. I mean, I know I, I, I have a few friends that that's all they do. Jesus Christ. They, 
they try and find out things, you know. And I don't get those people, man. Anyway, anyway, that's to me. It's like you're robbing yourself. Even with film trailers, I watch about the first ten seconds of them. I'm like, right. okay, I'm good. I yeah. want to see it. Same because here. when you watch a film trailer, it's all of a sudden. It's yep. like, oh, there's James Bond diving away from the secret base, exploding, and you're like, well, there's the fucking end of the movie, <laughs> assholes. So uh, I don't, I, and I know I'll be in the cinema and I'll be like, oh, I know this base. This is the one that blows up in the commercial right. or in the ad. Yep. So like, I, I can't handle it. I, 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 I hate, I hate spoilers and I hate trailers for that. Right. And what I hate even more oh. is when you go to the cinema. Right. Glad I don't have to anymore because I just stay home like a good person. Yeah. When I saw the last Star Wars film, okay. uh, the, the Rise of Skywalker, yeah. they played a trailer for the Rise of Skywalker. Shut up. Before the Rise of Skywalker. Okay, that's not right. <laughs> I had my fingers in my ears and I was going la 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 How la la la. How dumb is that? People probably thought that. You know, my buddy had taken his special <laughs> to the cinema. Right. But I'm like, I can't. Like, I've avoided this the whole time. Oh my god. You know. Right. And uh, yeah, or you'll see non. You'll you'll see not a trailer, right. but you'll see like a uh, an ad for like the Nissan Rogue because they tied it in with like Rogue One. Oh and yeah. Remember yeah. before Rogue One, they had the Nissan Rogue thing. Yeah. Mixed with clips from the movie before the movie. Right. So I avoid spoilers. And on the day, okay. I, on the fucking day, all I saw was one tweet from Mark Hamill that said, anyone see anything good on TV today? Oh. And it had like half a million likes. And right. I was like, fuck, he's in it. So you knew. Like this, he's not just, I, well. He didn't. I didn't click on in anything. Yeah, but, but still. it was either. I thought, okay, he could just be promoting it, but I know the timeline of the Mandalorian, so I was yep. like, oh, we're gonna get some Skywalker. And I didn't say anything to my wife, obviously, because okay, nice. that would be me spoiling it. Yeah, of course. And uh, in true, like in in true, like testament to how good the Mandalorian is, my wife's British. She. Grew up, you know. She went to theater school. She's an actress, but she she had very like classical, I guess, boring parents. Like, sure. There was nothing like you know, nothing about Star Wars in our house. Like, why would you know? They 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 nothing like that. Yeah. She had never seen Star Wars, Star Trek. Um, That's crazy. Nothing. Nothing fun. Everything yeah. was like, oh, we just watched My Fair Lady and just, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that, but sure. there was like no adventure and excitement. So right, right. she'd never seen Star Wars till I met her. And that's always a weird thing because we do see it through our child's eyes. You know, like you of remember it from when you were a kid. So there are certain things um, that maybe we're rightfully more passionate about because, you know, I saw Return of the Jedi in the cinema. Right. Um, but my wife, she she thought they were great. She she did like it. She okay, wasn't right. as fanatical as me, but she did like it. Yeah. So it wasn't like, hey, we're gonna watch this Mandalorian thing. I had to force her. She was like, oh no, that's great. Because I mean, she she's on board with Star Wars, but not like me. I'm a super freak. Yeah. And again, you know, a a lady's perspective. She thought it was. And thinks it is the greatest thing ever. As wow. soon as it ended, 
she's like, is there going to be a season three? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I hope so. And I had to like go and Google it. And it's yeah, like, it's yes, confirmed. don't worry. It's in yeah. production, but yeah. it's going to be a long ways off. Um, <laughs> but like the, the acting, I mean, how well that even the Mandalorian can act when you don't even see his face. Right. Like it's just a little turn of the head and his gestures Everything. and his movements yeah. and the voice acting. Like it's, he's, he's absolutely incredible. They did such a good job with it. Mm-hmm. And also all the different incidental characters that come in, yes. most are unknown, which like they're just working actors, which is what the original Star Wars did right. and Indiana Jones did. Yep. They didn't always have every single every single person with two lines has to be famous because right. it actually makes the show more believable mm-hmm. because you're like, who are these people in this world? Um, the only real actor who had like a recurring thing, um, like not main cast but recurring, was Bill Burr, and he's like. He's just an incredible actor. Right? Like an incredible actor. I know. Incredible. He blew me away in every single scene. He's incredible. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and that's, again, everything you just touched on is... uh, Well, uh, another actress, actually, she had a big role was Rosario Dawson. She had a huge role, too, because she was the the Jedi, right? And so she was in it. And, uh, yeah, but like you said, it is literally... I turned to my wife how many times I'm like... She was like a... Was she supposed to be like a girl Jedi, like not as good... Also, you, I'm joking. I'm I was going to say, do you not know her backstory? I was going to say, you got to go read up on it because she's from the Clone Wars and Anakin was her master, right? So that's I how she ties know. in. Okay. Okay. Stop going to the front gate. Right. There's, you know, like you, you can jump up and go anywhere. Why do you keep trying to go through the front gate? I know, but if so, you're going to nitpick on everything, then there's so many things you I'm should not touch on, right? On everything, I'm just <laughs> Don't be those guys. <laughs> I power know. of Skywalker. Oh yeah, but he's on a different level. I'm just saying, like, uh, it, it's also like in the, you know, in the in the new films when a non Jedi is trying to like have a lightsaber battle with the Jedi. I know. Like, okay, that's a bit much. But yes, Rosario was great, and so is Gina Carano. Yep, there's another one. Hers, so it was yep. great to see her go from uh, uh, my first movie that I loved her in was Haywire, the Steven Soderbergh film, yep, and then course. to see her get the big resurgence, like our big heat with uh, Deadpool. Yeah, that was another and great she, one. And she was fantastic. And uh, Carl Withers, man. Like, oh, yes. Who could forget about he, Apollo Creed? <laughs> and he, he is just fantastic. You know, he's someone that just has that thing. They have that star quality yes. when they're on the screen. You just get drawn into him. And his voice. There's, There's something so about moments. his voice. His, his voice just you, oh. when he talks you want to like again we, we were just talking about at the beginning of the show commanding yes commanding. no one used their phones while watching this TV show I guaranteed everyone who no, watched no, no, it never, was ever, watching ever, it ever, ever. and that's it so it is it's great entertainment like I turned to my wife plenty of times and I was like how do they make this TV show look like a movie that like you said the acting the cinematography the score was fantastic like everything about everything and now I gotta ask you I'm gonna put you on the spot before we get into the well I guess the weird stories will be the COVID idiots this week but before we get to that did you shed a tear at the end? of course yeah. <laughs> it was incredible love it and, don't worry and, so did and I my wife and I discussing it after we're like 
he was conveying all that emotion and doing all that with a puppet. Right? I didn't even think of that, too. Yeah. That's some heavy... He's sitting there with a fucking sock doing that. Right. Like, it's incredible. It was so powerful, but it was... You shed a tear for the fact that it's like he had completed his mission. And he's Thank all you. about the mission. And completing his mission was letting go of Grogu. Yes. And knowing that, like... You know, as a writer myself, you pay attention to things and like they really made a point of demonstrating how challenging it was for him to beat one, just one of those robots. Yes. Just one. Just one. Right? Like he would just be destroyed if there was two. I mean, yeah. one was like he barely managed to. And then to see Skywalker oh, just decimate them and crunch them all and use and it was you know like he know he knew Grogu was going to the right place yeah but even knowing that like the the, the bond they had was so strong but it's not going to be almost films make more money off merchandising than they do off actual the film itself of course and uh, uh Grogu is a cash cow right they're not just going to like so even from a financial sense, like they will, he he'll always. We're gonna see a lot more of Grogu. We're gonna watch his powers grow I as he so. gets with Skywalker, and um, I think there's a lot more awesome stuff to come with him. And if you want to discuss, uh, not just you know, our, our, us shedding our man tears because we're allowed to now in life. <laughs> um, I was also just part of my overwhelm, overwhelming of that moment was Skywalker, like the the CGI, the level we're at now with the CGI and the deep fake kind of stuff. Like that was real, you know. Right. Like he looked like. I mean, it was great. He was just just a couple years after Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker. I mean, he was spot on. Yep. Like they, it was yeah, it was incredible. Which also makes me concern not concerned, but it, it you know, my wife and I were talking about that, and that and that's when you look at um, other films like Captain America mm. when they put him on the different body, sure. um, and, and Benjamin Button's going way back. But I guess yeah. more recent would be the CGI on Captain America mm -hmm. and uh, some other films where they've done it, but. Uh, I guess recently the Irishman, sorry, where they had they ah, yes. them look, where they made them look a lot younger. Yeah, yeah. Because five years ago they just would have cast someone younger to play. True. And now the technology is we can just make them actually uh, younger. Look that age. Yeah. And I guess going forward, a as an actor, you do wonder. You're like, at what point will the technology? Because I don't think it's that far off. Be that um, we're obsolete. That they can just. I know. Indistinguishably make someone uh, because, I mean, they brought young Luke Skywalker in to kick some ass and actually have a dialogue scene and everything. And it was like, yeah, like uh, my wife was, her jaw was on the floor. She couldn't believe it. <laughs> I know. I couldn't believe it either. But now here's the most important question. Do you want to see more Star Wars movies or do you want to just see series from now on? Because look, look what The Mandalorian has done, right? I think um, I think that that series 
better than everything Star Wars they've done since Return of the Jedi. So all the prequels, all the sequels, that series was better Star Wars than everything I've seen. It was incredible. So um, especially if Jon Favreau's involved, I think that Disney's just been extremely careful with this. Mm -hmm. Um, And... I think we're just going to see more and more amazing stuff. Obviously, the book of Boba Fett, yeah, that's going to the post credits thing. Um, I'm really excited about this uh, Obi Wan series. Yes, because of all the people they're bringing in, so that looks good. Absolutely, they're not cutting like, corners. Be, I love it. That'll be incredible. And if you take your time, you can make something really well. Yeah. And um, that's what they're doing. You know, that's what they're doing. And I, I never would have thought like the small screen format. I mean, I say small screen. Everybody's got a giant TV nowadays. Sure. Um, but I think the this format, um, I would have never imagined that it would have um, been so incredible. But when you look at like, you know, whatever. How many episodes of Mandalorian was there? 24, 20? Something, 16. Or, or they eight or... Yeah, it was eight each season, so 16, I eight think. Eight each of 16, yeah. you know? So, that's several movies. True. Like, when you think about it. Yeah, but yeah, having yeah. them serialized like that was really exciting. No, it um, was, most definitely. And then, so the other shows that were in development, um, what are the other ones? I don't know. I, I just know there's well, a bunch of Marvel ones coming as well, because they had their whole Disney, uh, whatever they call it. Yeah, it their investor their showcase day, whatever you want to call it yeah but the Star Wars ones are the Book of Boba Fett the Obi-Wan show and I, I'm, I'm really happy for Hayden Christensen you right you know he's not a bad guy he's done nothing wrong I don't think so he's just sort of and he's and he is if you've ever seen any of his other stuff like he is a really good actor um, and it's nice that he gets to come back and play this again because he's had trouble escaping true being Darth Vader. So, uh, it'll, it'll give him a, a, a fresh, uh, you know, a fresh, uh, go at things. So I'm, you know, that's generally how I am in life. I'm <laughs> always just, I'm happy for that guy. Oh, I'm glad he's in this. That's great. You know, never any, like, I've never been like jealous in that sense. There's a lot of comedians and actors that are, you know, oh, why isn't that me or why isn't that happening or how come his has this, you know, I'm like, look, you're only in competition with yourself. Just be as good as you can. It's all you can do. Well, one thing that we're not happy about and a lot of people aren't happy about are COVID idiots. So we could spend a whole episode talking about them, but I don't want to touch on all of them because there's so many things to touch on. There's anti-maskers. There's all these protesters. Like, people opening up businesses when they're not supposed to, even here in Toronto, in the suburb of Etobicoke, there was that stupid barbecue guy who just kept refusing to follow the rules and then finally got carted to jail. Like, all those type of stuff going around the world. But there's two things I really want to touch on. First, okay, I guess this will transition into the word stories of the week, so I'll have two this week. One, did you hear all all these stupid people microwaving their money to kill the coronavirus because apparently they thought it was living on money? I have not heard that, but I do know that a lot of currency is like plastic, so I don't know if that's a great idea. Thin plastic, and who knows what metals are in the right? something holograms. You never know. It's just crazy. Microwaving your money. And, and who's also, 
who's still using money? <laughs> That's a good point. Like, it really is, like, the only It's older people, I'm I telling you. It's older people, because it's same thing here. There's always a lineup at every ATM machine, for some reason, in Toronto. And then I take a gander, and I look, and it's like, it's all people, like, I hate to judge, and, but it, they look all over 50 and 60. Like, you know what I mean? So That's not judging. Like, that's not, you know, if you see 10 people run across the street at a not, not, a, not a crosswalk, you're, you're not, you're just observing you saw 10 people jaywalk you're just That's observing true. you if you observe that when you see every time you see a cash machine it's all people that are a little older you, you that, you're making an observation there's nothing wrong with that and in, in my observation i always pay with tap i have for years i mean yeah, me i'm too. still rocking i'm the first gen apple watch i Shit. got it like six years ago <laughs> and still it's it's still working fine, so I still use it, but I love having tap on my watch, Yeah. Um, especially during the pandemic, because we're wearing masks. And when you go to use Face ID, it's ah, not going to work. True. So on your watch, you can always, you just have to tap it, and you can click and pay. So it's been fantastic. And even Walmart, Walmart never had tap. Oh. Even Walmart has recently added tap, because okay. they're realizing that um, they, then the people don't have to touch the, the buttons and then that saves them the time of the staff coming over and sanitizing it. So, um, so even they're stepping up their game. But for me, I've just never. I've always been pretty cashless. Uh, I was gonna say the only time I have cash is when I like sell something on Craigslist. <laughs> and, True. Um, yeah, some whatever. It's usually if you have a kid, people with kids know it's like okay, well this toy they're done with now. This little Fisher Price ride-on thing. And you'll you're rid of it in a day on Craigslist because someone else is going to get it and they'll use it for six months and then their kid will grow out of it. So there's always something that it's in my garage and I'm always out there with a mask and someone pulls up in the alley and right. we have our uh, our big Fisher Price transaction. <laughs> but then I have then I have this cash and even then I don't even know what to do with it because. Right? All the stores actually say, like, we prefer I know. And I don't want to have to get it out and then get changed. So I just, you know, I'm letting it stack. We'll see what happens. Why not? Hey, you never know. Strip joints might open up again, and then you can make it rain on them, right? <laughs> oh, I can't think of anything better. <laughs> okay, well. So, yeah, microwaving money, that's mental. What well, else? this one just tops the cake, and I'm going to end it at this one because I don't think this is just. Oh, my God. So, in India, there was a really bad case of someone getting COVID, and they had to be on a breath, on a, on a ventilator machine, right? Like, most people mm-hmm. do when it's a severe case. So, the family... Yeah, exactly. So, the family was there, was visiting, and w- was around them, and they noticed that the AC wasn't plugged in, because I guess they don't have central air at that hospital, whatever, so they had the plug-in ones. Mm-hmm. So, now, we're speaking of covid idiots. Guess what the family decided to do? They unplugged the ventilator and plugged in the AC unit. Oh, my gosh. And unfortunately, their family member passed away because they unplugged the ventilator. Well, a ventilator is a, is a mechanical thing. And it's, uh, again, this has been a one thing I think a lot of people haven't wrapped their head around as much. Mm. They think that when you say you're on a ventilator that you're just on oxygen, you know, this thing like a little tube in the nose. Right. They yes. understand that being intubated is you're unconscious. They put a tube down your throat. You That's have to it. be unconscious or else you will choke on it. 
and you have a mechanical breathing. Mm-hmm. And for every day you're on a ventilator, it's three days recovery. After wow. 10 days to 14 days on a ventilator, you will probably have to learn how to walk again. Yep. So that's that's the major thing. I talked to someone here whose cousin's a dentist, and he was on a ventilator for three weeks, and he's not a dentist anymore. He can't be a dentist. Oh, he has to, if you have to learn how to walk, imagine the muscle memory oh. of doing caps and fillings. True. It's, it's, not, it's not possible. He actually has to unwillingly, you know, like not by his choice, but because of physical limitations, his career is over. So, again, this was a perfectly healthy person, you know, uh, like my mom's partner who died of coronavirus early on. He had no uh, no pre, uh, pre-existing conditions, was a very fit guy. He'd never mm-hmm. been hospitalized in his life, and it took him out. Wow. So... Um, it's real and a ventilator is can save you, but it's also a very scary thing. There's a lot that goes with it. And if you're being put on one, it's never a good sign. You, you, you've reached, you're very sick. If you're getting put on a ventilator again, it could save you, but you're, it's scary. You know, you're, you're going to say goodbye to your family. Yep. But yeah, the, the COVID stuff is pretty, uh, I mean, it, it, it's it's daily daily Karens. There's there's always there one making the rounds on on YouTube and Twitter. And I, I just saw one. Let me pull it up here. I mean, just scroll through these videos. Valentin Nappy, Valentin Nappy, Callback for those that are still listening. Oh. Um, this guy. Uh, yeah, this is. I just saw this clip, um, and it's this guy, and he's laying down. He's okay. laying down in Costco on his back, hands folded behind his head in his cargo shorts with no mask on, with the police over him just saying, like, sir, can you just please get up and put, you know. He's, he's like, having this protest in the middle of Costco without his mask, but he's yelling at everyone and protesting, but... It's an airborne virus that he's could potentially have, right. and he's just expelling and yelling at it. That's the thing. Like these people that are the loudest about it are the ones that aren't wearing the mask and are going to get us all sick. Not kidding. It, it it does my head in every day. It, it does my head in. Like trust me, I, I just, try and avoid it now. Well, just when they when. When they're saying in Los Angeles, look, the hospitals are full and you have people in Los Angeles that are saying it's, it's, it's not that bad and it's all fake. It's like the hospitals are full. What more do you need? Like the hospitals are full and there was – Alberta was – in Canada, Alberta was trying to figure out a way to turn like the Olympic speed skating oval and mm. some, some other – some major facilities right. into field hospitals. And and using ice rinks as morgues. <laughs> nuts. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, and people still don't think it's serious. That's the problem. Don't believe it. Like, I know. How? How? It's just crazy. Like, 
I, I think to the assumption, this is my theory. I think that honestly, these people are so stupid and so deep in their head, they don't want to believe it. And this is a way to get out of it so they don't go crazy or end up like, you know what I mean? All depressed themselves and they're just fighting a useless fight, I think. It's, it's, I, think uh, they're, I think they're idiots. Um, I think, and I've said this again and again, and I've said it on uh, my, my show on YouTube. YouTube.com slash C, that's for channel, slash Tommy Campbell, that conspiracy theories are for dumb people because them feeling like they have this little special nugget of truth Thank you. makes them feel yeah. smart. I know. So that's why it works so well on them. Um, everyone I see on my feed that talks about it's okay to question the science and What's it in this and that? Not science. <laughs> are the dumbest people in my yeah. surroundings. They are not the best and brightest. Oh, don't worry. I've dropped a lot of people on social media, people that I'm even close with yes. because of their posts of being anti-maskers and stuff. And I'm like, you're one of those. Are you f-? like, I understand not believing everything the government says because they have a vested in, 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 uh, interest in stuff themselves. But when it's science and when it's the top of the medical industry everywhere around the world saying the same thing, how is that a conspiracy? Yes, absolutely. Fuck, man. It's unanimous with every scientist around the world. And then... I have the same thing where I've gotten rid of people and we actually, as I said, my mom lost her partner right. to this wow. and we have people in our own family who think it's all fake. Like my mom, can you imagine what that's like? Like we have, we have, we have relatives that don't believe it. So <sighs> to me, it's like, I, yeah, I want nothing to do with you. Oh. You're slowing us down. You're, you're not helping the world and right. you're making things worse. So um, just because you're related doesn't mean you have to love each other and be with each other. And <laughs> well, you're related. See, that's, that's this it. is my saying because I'm not close with my family as well. And I always people always say blood is thicker than water. Yeah, it is. But water tastes better. So take it with that. <laughs> All right. Well, again, like I said, we could talk all day about COVID. I, we've been over an hour, so plug your shit where people could find you, all your YouTube channel, your your specials, anything you want to promote. The floor is all yours. Um, yeah, the best place to, if you if you want to see me and, and I, where I where I post a, a couple of videos a week is on youtubecom slash Tommy Campbell. Um, and if you want to hear my stand up, uh, just search Spotify for Tommy Campbell. You'll get, I have like a verified profile. You'll see the little check mark. And I've got three albums there. My latest release is called Let's Ruin Saturday. And I'll be working on another album to come out in 2021. If you're on social media, I'm mostly on Twitter at Mr. Tommy Campbell. And I have the same handle on Instagram, but I prefer Twitter. Uh, it's a lot more fun. You can write jokes on there whereas instagram's just you know, pictures and True. reels with insta influencers and stuff like uh twitter is just a better when news happens it breaks first on twitter so you know if you want to if you want to keep up to date with the world go to twitter and uh, 
I'll be there making dick jokes. <laughs> Perfect. And for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast app. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast app at gmail.com. If you want to support me directly, I do have a merchandise store at tpublic.com. Scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the store. I got everything from hoodies to mugs to COVID masks. So if you're an anti-masker and, and you want to convert, you could go support the podcast and support humanity by buying a, the podcast mask on there as well and obviously rate subscribe review on all major platforms and right now while you're listening to us if you're listening to this live as soon as it drops on friday the nominees and the voting is up for the fourth annual dp awards tommy is a former winner he's won an award before on the show for being a great guest uh, from last year unfortunately yeah no you are you qualify for this year so go vote for tommy in the category of artist of the year <laughs> i'm always lost i don't know when i air these things but i know this I won last year i can't i can't i can't uh this year I'll, I'll be one of your uh, presenters or judges <laughs> but yeah please uh, go- I, can't, I can't you know I'll just win again and the kids will get jealous you know well I forgot They'll this is gonna like, air but, but, my, but my album was in the iTunes top 10 <laughs> Because I always forget, like I said, I, I always forget when I air the episodes because I always record them ahead of time. But this will be airing on Christmas Eve. So as of Christmas Eve, the document is up. Go vote. Follow me on Twitter. You'll see where all the links are to go vote. And it will run through until January 1st. And then in two weeks from now, you will see, or not see, but you will hear the DP Awards and all the winners. Next week, I will have the author of Shovel Knight from Boss Fight Books. So if I don't touch on the nominees or anything there, it's already pre-recorded. That's why. So everybody have a safe and happy new year and a Merry Christmas as well. One last question before I let you go, Tommy. All right. What'd you get your wife for Christmas this year? I'm going to figure that out this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, have, we have a kid. It's just, it's not about us anymore. It's all about getting him stuff. Uh, but uh, True. That I'll, makes I'll sense. Be, I'll, be, I'll be in the store this afternoon and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pick her up some, something. Well, you, you, last resort, it always works all the time. Just get her the old dick in a box. Dick in a box. We, 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 I don't know. I, I just find that we're, we're, we're pretty happy as it is. I know. So, uh, it's like us. For, it, it's, you never, you never knew until you have kids, but it's like, you know, Christmas is like this whole new crazy magical thing all of a sudden because you get to, you know, we, uh, I, 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 we had him write a letter to Santa. There you go. And then, and then I wrote a letter back and got to like, you know, he found it in the mailbox. Oh, so and that's this. nice. Yeah. And then it's, it's great. And so for us, like we've just enjoyed that sort of thing and going Perfect. for walks and seeing Christmas lights and it being just how excited it is, how exciting it is for him is that's been enough of a gift for us and my wife and I, we've always done a small present swap. But yes, I still have to get something and it's going to happen this afternoon, I hope. <laughs> I'm Fantastic. Go so people, please don't it's forget. Just, but it's COVID shopping. It's just me panicking because when <laughs> I'm in a store, I'm just like a laser mission, just laser focus in and out because I don't want to be around anyone. So I'm, I'm just going to be grab the first thing I see. So she might get like some old spice or something. <laughs> I don't blame you at all. So please go vote. Go vote for the nominees. Tune in in two weeks. I have a special host lined up. I have special presenters lined up. So it's going to be a fun episode. Again, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to all you out there. And thank you for a very successful 2020 from the podcast. Because without you listeners and without you cool guests like Tommy, there wouldn't be a show. So thank you very much. And on that note, he's Tommy. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. 
Peace.